else says poggers so that I feel less alone. I, I may have on a few occasions muttered pog champ. <laughs> nice. Uh, I do pog unironically now. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with that. It's not, not I'm going to sneak it into Dreon's vocabulary and be like, that's fucking pog, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be cringe, Coslo. That's pretty fucking cringe of you, Tugum. <laughs> You know that with Amazon Prime, you can get a free subscription to your favorite streamers. This conversation's real resident sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will unironically steal that Twitch Prime soundbite. Can, yeah, can you re- can you just record him saying it, and then like that's just the thing you play. If we if we have a podcast, we should just add that to it. That's the opening. I mean, we we do actually, but well, it's, that's all, fair. it's only this for Ascended yeah. right now, but. Now that we have some uh, Kamos episodes under our belt, uh, we can definitely start upload, uh, uploading those, too. Mm-hmm. Up, dude. Alright, looks like everybody's in-game. Looks like the stream is start. Let's get started. Ahem. Um, just heads up, I'm gonna have to step away for like two minutes and then I'll be right back, so. Oh yeah, no problem. Like now or? Uh, yeah, probably in like one minute. Just food being delivered. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. then Actually, I yep. Go ahead. Go ahead and uh, do the recap. I'll be right back. All right. Recap time it is. So last session was extremely exciting. You all were tasked. Well, not necessarily tasked. Well, maybe halfway tasks. But you all have gotten yourselves embroiled in some... Very annoying vampire politics. Callista Vicatus uh, had gifted you Coslo's den. Uh, in order to, well, her, her uh, intentions aren't entirely clear yet. But being the unexpected beneficiaries of an entire club for your own, considering that you've been here for, what, maybe a week? Is suspicious at best. But... With your new digs in hand, the current residents and workers of Coslo's Den have found this to be mildly annoying, uh, including the current den owner, the top-heavy kobold, Cos. Cos seem to bristle at Coslo. Uh, not just because they share a similar name, but for Coslo now seems to own. The den that Kaz once did. And after some uh, interesting staffing changes, such as the acquisition of the Minotaur Sunny Tarkeza, uh, to make sure things aren't weird inside Kozlo's den, uh, and the subsequent firing of one other orcish entertainer, who seemed to get on Tugum's bad side. <clears throat> you all were tasked by Callista Vicatus to eliminate Duke Talus and his uh, atrocities that he was committing down in his decaying laboratory. However, upon re-entering the laboratory and passing by some undead as he went, you discovered the Duke was speaking 
with a trio of ghosts. The ghosts seemed very irritated with Duke Talus, but otherwise departed uh, after being mildly insulted by Dreon. Soon after, the group decided to put their plan into action and begin accosting Duke Talus. The Duke was flanked by his two Minotaur skeleton guards, who quickly charged into the fray with their massive battle axes, and with a single mighty strike, cleaved Azrael in twain. And as she was sent to Jesus, the ghosts had re-entered the fray, and quickly absconded with our heroes before the Minotaur skeletons did the same to them. And grabbing Azrael's uh, rent soul from the ether, you all traveled across the ethereal realm into a place where only the spirits lived. And there, a confused well, maybe not a confused Azrael. Azrael has had this happen before in various uh, occurrences. But Azrael's soul has been slammed back into her body. Or excuse me, into their body. And the spirit there began to tell you a little bit about Maginox's history and the place of the Umbralis house within all the politicking. And now, saved by House Umbralis, the House of Spectres and Spirits, you all seem to owe them a, a pretty big life boon, a life debt. One that they have not called on for you to repay. However, if you still wish to carry out the facade that you are working for Callista Vicatus. You may. Now you return from the realm ethereal back to Coslo's den. Uh, Azrael being extremely hurt for the wear. But you find that this is your really only quote-unquote safe haven within Maginox. The Umbralis clan has briefly asked you, um, to put an end to Duke Talus's experiments, and namely, stop his procurement of corpses for his experiments, and has told you that some irregular activity has been seen at a graveyard outside of Maginox. And a wisp is now your constant companion. It has hid itself within Azrael's backpack. You walk back into Kozlo's den, and that's where we'll start today. Uh, Azrael, you actually have two hit points. <laughs> uh, as you walk past the curtain back into the den, you notice, well, first, the large minotaur chest that you bump into. Excuse me, are, are you weird stuff? Oh, oh, hey, hey guys. 
Hi, rem- I'm Sunny. Hey, remember me? I'm the yeah. new guy. We remember you, Sunny. Yeah. You find any weird stuff while we were gone? Uh, yup. He points over uh, to the bar currently, uh, where a angry-looking drow woman with a massive purple spider is currently pointing accusingly at cause. Uh, Sunny, what, what did we talk about you doing with the weird stuff? It, it wasn't not to seek the giant. It doesn't matter. Which it, it, well, are we... I, 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 uh, oh, so, sorry, Drillon. I, I really couldn't say no. She's a, she's a, she, he leans down and whispers into your ear. She's a Hamaki guard. Ah, well, okay then, Sunny. I guess I understand, but with, is the giant spider also a guard? Well, the the spider's with her. She, I, I, I said, hey, is that giant spider with you? And she said, yeah, it's with me. And so he shrugs. I don't understand why we can't even play hockey. Uh, Dreon puts a pat's Sunny's arm. Yeah, well, happens to the best of us. Uh, did, did they ask for anybody in specific? What are they doing here? Uh, they seem to want, uh, the manager. And since you guys weren't here, uh, that was Cause. Alright, well, Kozlo, do you wanna, you wanna go talk to him? This is your bar. Do I get it? Ain't that what I'm paying the other guy for? Do you trust him? exactly what you're paying the other guy for. Yeah, you land like... Oh, okay. Uh, the drow woman at the bar is currently raising her voice. And you're sure you haven't seen any suspicious activity? I know your den is a hotspot for scoundrels and gamblers. Cause shakes Dreon. his head. Dreon looks at Kozlo, kind of waiting for him to do something. Kazo like slowly inches just slightly closer, trying to not attract her attention, but also trying to overhear the conversation. Well, listen, lady, I uh, I just work here, and in fact, I'm not even the manager anymore. No, it's not true. I paid you to be the man. Uh, <clears throat> oh, what is this? <laughs> the drow woman whirls. Uh, the spider also. <laughs> Uh, Dreon looks at the drow woman. What and a- who are you? Dreon Stormbrace, what do you want? What do you mean, what do I want? How dare you speak to me in such a manner? I am a Hamaki High Guard, and I am here on official business. Who are you, and who dares speak to me in such a tone? Dreon puts his uh, hand against his forehead and just rubs at it. Lady, it's been a really long night, and you, you honestly have no idea. If you if you actually need something, you can let us know, but, you know, let's drop the pretense. I'm just here for information, and if you can give me what I want, I'll be out of your hair. What team right. do you play for? Uh, sorry, what was that, Kozlo? What team do you play for? I play for... What, what do you mean, play? I'm a member of House Hamaki. Yeah, what team do you play hockey for? <laughs> she squints. I do not play hockey. As the kids back, as the half-orcs back home would say, 
Sheesh. <laughs> Are you like God the hockey players or something? Uh, it's it's Hamaki, Kozlo. Hamaki, it's a house. She turns. Now, tell me, have you seen any... She leans forward. Any of those that bear this mark? She slides a piece of paper across across the table to Kaz. Kaz takes it and lifts it up very briefly, uh, almost not glancing at it, before putting it back down on the table. Well, I haven't seen anything that looks like that. I yell, kid can't even read! <laughs> Kaz frowns uh, very quietly under his breath. He says, oh, I can read. You fuck. Can you read Bofa? <laughs> Bofa what? Bofa D's. <laughs> Bofa D's what? Tukum. Nope, never mind. <laughs> I don't have Twitch, time Twitch for this. Because <laughs> the like, he's not getting on the stool for some reason. He's just like hopping up, trying to see over the bar to see what the piece of paper is. Uh, the the woman takes the piece of paper off of the bar and uh, hands it or shows it to you, kind of like a you know Patrick showing the piece of paper to uh, you know SpongeBob in the, in the meme. No, you goblin. Have you seen a symbol that looks like this? The symbol on the paper appears to be. Make me a religion check, please. I whisper to Drian. I got something she can goblin on. He's Andrea, just looks tired. <laughs> I, had to, I had to yell it. I had to get it out. Uh, 13. Well, that's a symbol that you're vaguely familiar with, not with the, uh, the deeper details of it, but it is a basic symbology of followers of the light. Hey! Have you seen anyone bearing this symbol? Or perhaps enjoying the sweet kiss of the sun too often. Perhaps I should begin questioning the Leonin. She ah, he never goes outside. He doesn't bath either. So tell me, Goblin, has anybody visited this establishment bearing this symbol? Nah. Not that I've seen anyway. And you're sure? I... You're positive your life may depend on it. Oh, Jesus! Can I take a peek at the sheet? Second-guessing himself like crazy. She narrows her eyes at you. Make your next choice carefully. Uh, Drion steps forward and gets between them. He said what he said! Kozlo chooses to pee himself. <laughs> chooses, like, this is a good time. <laughs> it's a the goblin defense looking. mechanism! <laughs> <laughs> the drow woman eyes you up and down uh, distastefully. And you, Sun Kitty, no bearers of the light entering this den of yours. No, lady, he's a cat, not a bear. Drian, again, just looks increasingly tired. You... We've been here about two or three days total, and no, 
in the time we've been here, we've seen no followers of the light, whatever that means. <laughs> hmm. Can I can I choose to look at the paper, do a check to see if I know it, but withhold any information if I do? Absolutely. Make me a religion check. Uh, you know about as much as Kozlo, uh, perhaps a little bit more, but in fact there are um, even places within Maginox that still revere the light, but they mostly revere moonlight, as opposed to the light of the sun. For obvious reasons, most of the denizens of Maginox are harmed by or dislike sunlight. So I, I, I like look over Kozlo's shoulder peer the paper and just kind of go, hmm. And you, orc, she says with a rather unmitigated distaste. Eh, not interested. Perhaps I should take you all in for further questioning. The spider behind you chitters. Wait, are we going to a hockey game? You just might very well be. Uh, a figure comes out from behind the curtain and coughs politely. <clears throat> what is it this time? Oh, Callista. I'll have you not bother these ones anymore. They're not a part of your search. I can guarantee it. They're working for me. The drow woman seems satisfied with this. There is a second thing I am here for. She turns. It is my understanding. We have come under the knowledge that the owner of this club has recently changed, and such that will need to be properly recorded. Why, I have all the paperwork you need right here. Callista slides up bonelessly to the bar and slides the paperwork across to this drow. Uh, in fact, uh, it kind of mage hands into Coslo's hands fluttering down very slowly. I just need him to dot the eye. Kazel looks very closely at it, trying to find an eye that needs dotting. Uh, the, do you read the contract? Uh, I don't know if Kazel would read the contract. Uh, I'll do it this way. <laughs> uh, what, what is this? Oh, it's, remember, it's what we discussed. The finalized property deed for your new club. And I just yell, and your livers. Oh, no, those weren't, those weren't a part of the deal. You actually get to keep your livers. I don't need them. I don't know, Kozlo. She might be taking your liver. Uh, the, the contract. said that, Kozlo is now looking at the, the contract very closely to make sure it doesn't include that he's losing his liver. Ah, the contract states that all of Co uh, <clears throat> now renamed to Coslo's Den, or, 
uh, will all go entirely to Coslo Greenfinger in the, in the case of his sudden departure. We'll go to the Vicadis family as wardens of the club. Uh, other than that, it says that the club isn't owned entirely by you, and everyone that currently works there will now work for you. There is no mention of your friends or allies on this contract, and on the bottom of it, it says, Coslo Greenfinger with a line for you to sign. And Callista, uh, as she sees your eyes go to the bottom of the page, floats over a quill, fresh with dark red ink. Uh, just dot the eye in the in green finger, and we'll be good. She smiles. Kozlo kind of glances around at the rest of the group, just in case any of them are like giving him shifty eyes or whatever. Dreon just very gently lifts his shoulders in a shrug. As I notice, I notice that Kozlo's looking around as he's looking at the paper. So I just yell, "Kid can't even read!" (laughs) Kozlo very, very carefully puts a small dot above the eye in green finger. Wonderful. And the contract floats back over to you. Uh, She looks at it, frowns. I'm going to need you to sign above the line, as well as dotting that eye. Good job, though. Oh, wait, why are you saying it? Forgive me. She takes the contract, rolls it up neatly, and with a, a little flick of her hand, she produces a small bit of wax that melts between her fingers, and she seals it with her ring. Here you go. Everything is in order. And House Hamaki should be very pleased to keep things running so smoothly. Thank you for your continued service in protecting Maginox. And we're excited to announce, soon, the reopening of Cozy's Den into Kozlo's Den. A place where his vision will come to life. She smiles at Kozlo. It was due for a bit of a refresh. Cross-eyed. I look forward to your decorations. Callista walks back into the back room. Uh, The drow seems irritated, but snatches up the scroll and turns shoulder-bumping Dreon along the way. Dreon bumps back. Dreon literally just bumps back. He is not the mood. Out of the Why way, you're going. Come. Anasid. Of the spider. As as the lady leaves, I just yell, inhale your version of Satan or whatever. Hope you find God. I found my God. She grumbles, leaves. Uh, Dreon immediately stalks off in the direction of Kalista. Uh, she is walking back into the back room. Ah, Callista, you have a second. Ah, Andrian, my new business associate. What can I do for you? You, uh, you wouldn't have maybe by chance 
sent us to the Duke, uh, expecting us not to come back, would you? She looks at you rather evenly, straight in the eye. And she furrows her brow. No. In fact, I respect you too much to even consider that. You have proven yourselves already to be fine and competent adventurers. Why even traveling from Feronia to Maginox should be commended. Tell me, did you encounter any issues? Uh, mmm. One moment. She is lying, but she's not lying for the reason that you think. <clears throat> it is not that she intently sent you to your death. She very much intently sent you to kill Duke Talus. And if you were to die in the process, that is irrelevant. <clears throat> she is mildly surprised that you came back, but... It's not a guarantee that you would have come back safely. And she seems ambivalent. Uh, Drian looks at her for a second, studies her. Where I come from, if someone goes to work for you, they trust you. And if you abuse that trust, the business relationship, as you put it, ends. Mm, yes, that is also how it is done in Maginox. However, you also do know that Maginox is fraught with danger, and as you intertwine yourselves with the various houses, there will be many more willing to, or eager to kill you, or to garner and gather your secrets. I will not lie to you further. These people are dangerous, and they are a threat to your life. And to be frank... I do intend to use you for my various ends. However, as in a business relationship, I do intend to compensate you accordingly. You can decide for yourself if you consider that wrong or right. I have tried to gain your, your favor, as I do see you as competent. And it would be mildly annoying to see you depart this realm so quickly. Dreon says, or Dreon just remains pretty uh, evenly gazed and he looks at her. The Duke's not dead. She scowls, but says uh, nothing more. Was there a problem? Actually, come, bring your friends to the back room. Let us discuss what has transpired. Griad walks off. Hey, Callista wants to talk to us. Let's go. Oh, but I don't want to. I want to drink. <laughs> can I uh, intimidate the bartender real quick? Uh, you can do whatever you want. Kaz right. looks at you, polishing a glass. Oi, Tugim. Welcome back. I just do the, like, move where you, like, you throw both your shoulders back to, like, make him flinch. Oh, 
He drops his glass. I'm fucking shite. I just laugh and walk away. Bully, bully style. Ah, <laughs> uh, you hear him cursing as he's cleaning up glass. Someone uh, get the door. <clears throat> Well, welcome, welcome. Sit. Uh, Dreon just just walks up to her in front of her, doesn't sit. When we got to the Duke, he had two minotaurs with him, not to mention a whole bunch of ghosts that were meeting with him. We tried, we got the best jump we could, but his minotaurs fucked us up, if I'm being honest. Calm down. We barely got away. One step at a time. First off, when you went back to Talus's domicile, Tell me about the ghosts that were there. Who were they? Dreon shrugs. Ghosts. They were talking about some kind of deal. After we got in there, for some reason they left. That was the end of that. Make me a deception check. Why can't I have fun in this campaign? (laughs) Why? Why? That's Mama Mia. That's a that's a zero. Um, so Dreon, as he's saying this, is like looking around the room nervously. I guess. Uh, <clears throat> Not in the campaign, but after that big speech you just gave about trust and business partners. <laughs> Callisto. Yeah, listen. Sometimes the dice won't let me do what I want. Rises to her feet, and she is significantly shorter than Dreon, and she looks up at him as he is blathering on. And she gently takes his chin fur in her hand and grips it and just slowly pulls it down. And so his head is looking evenly at her. Brian grunts. Did we not just have a conversation about trust, Drill? Fine. The ghosts, I don't... He looks over at Asriel. Uh, she you jerks her your chin back as you try to look over at Asriel, maintaining your gaze on her. Brian growls. Speak. There House were some umbrellas. ghosts. Uh, he'd like, yeah, as he hears Asriel saying, House Umbrellas. Umbrellas. She releases your chin. Thank you. She smooths her skirts and sits back down. Why were you not able to kill the Duke? The Duke had two undead minotaurs with him, and he's saying every word like a just an obstinate child. We tried to get the best jump on him we could. The minotaurs, however, overpowered us. Azriel was cut in half and brought back by the Umbrellus woman. Callista rubs her chin. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think that the only we're trying to work out was going to happen. If at first you don't succeed, plot and scheme and then try again. She uh, motions everyone to sit. Now that we got that out of the way, let us make our next plan. Now, Brianna we... actually does sit this time and mostly just looks annoyed. 
now that Duke Talus knows that he is being hunted, he is going to leave his laboratory. So, understandably, that place is probably being cleared out as we speak. That is unfortunate. However, I would like to understand what did the Umbralis want from you? That intrigues me. She looks over at Dreon. Did they have a request? Perhaps someone to murder, someone to possess, a secret to steal? Dreon looks around. Someone else want to talk about this? Actually, they didn't really ask for much of anything. It was kind of weird. She seemed rather content to just foil whatever Talus wanted. It appears that, at least for now, we share a common irritation. Whatever the Umbralis wants you to do, I want you to report it to me. Let's meet here. Mm. Well, if you wish, we can meet nightly. Otherwise, I would be interested in getting regular updates on your escapades. Duke Talus will need to be found, and his next plan will need to be uprooted. If you have particular leads, I would be interested in hearing them. But for now, we might have to scramble as Duke Talus looks for a new hole to hide in. She what sighs about and stands. Stride? Sorry, Dreon, say again? What about Fierce Stride? The Fierce Strider. Ah, yes. He's still here. Is that something you wish to resolve now? In fact, I don't think he's going to be leaving anytime soon. He just hit a big jackpot over at a local casino. And they seem content in giving him free room and board. She smiles. He seems to want to stay for a long time. How convenient. Drian just grunts. Fine, we'll handle him later. I assure you, we will keep him here as long as you wish, Drian. And he will love every minute of it. She laughs. If that's all, I believe our business is concluded for now. I will look forward into your reports in the coming days about Duke Talus. And your relationship with the Umbralis. They are, um, curious people. Oh, by the way, she looks over at you. Ghosts don't really have any sort of respect for privacy. I do. And when you see a ghostly face in a painting or in a mirror one of these days, watching you, curious to see what you're up to? She shrugs. I wouldn't be surprised. And she leaves. Yeah. What a fucking piece of shit. Into Dreon. She can have respect for Dragon Maw. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Strian looks over at Azriel. At least the Umbrellas woman helped you. Yes, she did. I guess. Nah. Everyone's still pretty fucked up, right? Probably just best just to get some shut eye. I feel fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, you guys didn't take any damage in the in that fight because it was short. Yeah. Uh, was it Tugum like almost dead? Uh, Tugum took a lot of damage too. I think uh, he just reset because of D and D Beyond, but that's totally fine. Ah, uh, okay. <clears throat> uh, the wisp I seems did cast to uh... a heal on him also. Oh, yeah. that is correct. I don't think it healed him to full. I don't remember though. It's all good. I do believe you guys are probably planning on resting sometime soon. Uh, Azrael, the, the wisp kind of floats out of your backpack and hovers in front of you. Oh, hello. Uh, it makes a tinkling noise. And no, it doesn't sound like, hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to say something? Uh, it, like, wiggles back and forth, kind of like, no. Would it just kind of like bobs bobbly. Uh, are we supposed to use this thing like some kind of contact thing? The Rion floats from at... person to person, just very lazily. And that's it. It returns to Azrael, and it floats in front of them. It does not do anything else. I legit don't remember what we're supposed to do with the Wisp. Uh, the Wisp is a contact point between you and House Umbralis. Ah. I assume we know have, have some idea how to activate it then, or no? Uh, <clears throat> you, from what you understand, you just speak to it. Oh. I, does anybody want to say anything to... What was her name? The, Wispy! Her first name? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, the head of the house umbrellas that we met. Uh, no, that was uh, no, Vicatus. No, that's Vicatus. Uh, sorry, hold on. Let me... Look at my NPC list. Where did you go? She was just here. Uh, she was just here. Uh, I have. Uh, it is. It's Lena. It's Lena. Does anybody have anything they'd like to tell Lena? No, I don't really think we divulged any secrets. Not that we really had any to begin with, but. Trion just shrugs. Uh, the echoey voice of Lena seems to come from the Wisp. She's not very pleasant, is she? Trion rubs at his chin. No, not so much. It's no surprise that she attempted to warn you about, well, House Umbralis. It is true, we do live in... Uh, an area between worlds. But I don't have 
any intent of violating your privacy in such a way. The, the, Aren't you doing wisp? that exactly right now? <laughs> uh, uh, guilty wisp noises? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, well, I assume that the, if you didn't want me around, you would put me out of hearing range. The wisp bounces. Oh, okay, so I was very curious. However, yeah. I don't really want to have to save you all a second time from a rampaging vampire. You're fine, honestly. You're probably the nicest person here associated with Maginox. Hey, can you save us from a Wendy's? A Wendy's? What's a Wendy? A Wendigo? Wendy's, never mind. <laughs> mm. Damn it. I believe your bard has an affliction of the mind. Yeah, no, we're, we're used to that by now. <laughs> well, having a real hard time finishing his. No, <laughs> you start. Adrian, Adrian does actually kind of <laughs> chuckle for a change. Well, it seems like at least for now, Callista's not going to get in the way of what we want to accomplish. And frankly, well, we should. Try and put Duke Talus's experiments to rest. The dead that are dead deserve to rest. And so, get some rest tonight, for your mortal bodies do require some energy. The, the wisp seems to uh, giggle mirthfully. It sounds like a tinkling of bells. In the morning, well, in the morning, I will lead you to where we need to go. Drian just nods and walks over to the place he slept last time. Until then, uh, the wisp hops back in Azrael's backpack and disappears. Drian uh, pulls out his playing cards and just begins sorting through them aimlessly. Uh, Azrael, Kozlo, Tukum, what are you doing? Kozlo begins to curl up on the the <laughs> weird Leonin rug in the middle of the room. <laughs> I'm gonna go fuck with the bartender. Go fuck with the bartender. As as Tuga walks out, Kozlo goes, "Hey, Tukum, Tukum, yo, hey, Tukum, Tukum, D, never mind." <laughs> <laughs> All right, get out of here. <laughs> uh, Asriel, what are you doing after your brush with death for the 14th time? Asriel just wants to sit still in the same spot for four hours. So they cannot be almost dead again. <laughs> well, less dead than normal. All right. And with that... And some drinking and debauchery happening, and some harassing of poor Kaz, the bartender. Would you all like to take a long rest? Yeah. Yes, please. All right. Please. As I shut the door, take your long rest. And we will change up the music a little bit to denote a new day.
Because I feel like every time your character learns something new, there should be some roleplay associated with it. Dreon makes the connection to attack twice per turn by just dreaming of hitting things more. <laughs> and then he wakes up, he's like, that's a really fucking good idea. Yes! Uh, speaking of which... Dreon. Yeah. What did you learn at level five? Uh, to my knowledge, all I learned was how to get an extra attack. I don't yes. do anything else. Hmm. He, he thinks to himself, how can I do more damage? Yes, swing faster. Yeah, but he can only he can only go double. He can't he can't quite go triple yet. Kozlo, what did you learn at level five? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Give me the greatest hits. Kozlo learned. <clears throat> All of his second level spells, which he can prepare three of and cast two of. So I've got Rope Trick, Scorching Ray, and Shatter prepared. I fucking uh, love I Rope Trick. I always get because of uh, the Artificer thing. I think mm -hmm. Scorching Ray actually is the same way. I think I get Scorching Ray because of the Artificer thing. And then I just picked Rope Trick because it's amazing. Uh, yeah. Rope Trick is OP. <laughs> um, I also learned Detect Magic, or I can now prepare it. I don't... I keep getting confused because I don't actually learn spell. Like, I know all the spells. I just have to prepare them as an artificer. Yeah. Um, but now as prepared spells, I have, as first level spells, I have Alarm, Cure, cure Wounds, Detect Magic, Fairy Fire Shield, and Thunder Wave. And also, my grenades got better. Ooh. They do 2d10 damage now instead of 1. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so much damage. And there was yeah. something else, which I have forgotten. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, uh, Azrael. What did you get at level five? I think all Azrael got was third level spells. Yes. Okay. I think good, that good. is all that they got. What did you take? Uh, for today, I have, well, as a Twilight Domain cleric, they always have Liamin's Tiny Hut prepared. Oh, and because the it's always prepared, the uh, they can use it as a ritual. Nice. Uh, and Aura of Vitality is the other Twilight Domain spell. And then for today, I have taken Dispel Magic and Spirit Guardians for Ooh. their third level spell. Very nice. And Tugum, what did you learn at level five? Slow. Slow. Good spell. Uh, any cool bard stuff? I, I don't know how to know if I got anything. Uh, let me take a look. Do, do, do. Let's see. Pretty versatility. Also, if you click on any of your abilities um, in your character sheet in Foundry, it'll tell you like when you learned it, too. But just in case. All right, so you all decide to take a long rest once again in Coslo's Den. And although the VIP room is uh, not exactly a, a hotel room and doesn't really contain any beds, the couches seem to make do. And as the night turns into deeper night, back into the quasi-semblance of morning that comes up over Madronox, the music changes 
into something a little bit more spry to get people up. And the smells of bacon, eggs, and pancakes begin to waft throughout the den. Your long rest should now be complete, and a new day dawns. Alright, are, are, are we go, supposed to go somewhere? Is that the, the, the wisp was saying? Yes, it's wispy will lead the way. I suppose. The wisp bounces a bit. Are we all ready to go? Uh, I was going to ask, we have time for breakfast. Yes, of course. Make sure you prepare accordingly, just in case there are any problems. I do not want anything happening to you. Please. My whales <clears throat> took them! Already getting breakfast. Uh, since Asriel doesn't eat food, uh, <laughs> I believe somebody at some point told us that there were secret tunnels. Uh, leading into Cozy's den a while ago. Azrael's going to spend some time in this room to see if they can find any All secret right. entrances. Uh, make me an investigation check, please. I like that uh, Kozlo and uh, Dreon both went at the stool nope. at the same time and <laughs> Dreon just kind of like booty bumped him off. <laughs> uh, Azrael, your first thorough search of the VIP room Seems to turn up nothing. Well, at least it was against the VIP room and not a minotaur skeleton, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, at the bar, Cause brings out a plate, a very large plate, of eggs and bacon. Not individual, but a family-sized serving, and plops them in front of you all. Oh, I ask him if he's, if he's spitting these. I didn't spit in your gut! He points at you. You listen up, you bloody orc. Brian just begins digging into the uh, eggs. Uh, he, he points at you. He looks uh, angry and offended. It is most certainly against the code of hospitality to spit in one's food, cause a kobold of honor and pride in his uh, status and stature is genuinely offended by the accusation. And even though you don't seem to get along, he will never tamper with your food. Good insight check. He tosses a fork. Hungry place. Ill for flavors. Hey, what do you want? You can spit in Dreon's, he needs to clear a hairball out. I'm not going to spit in anybody's food! What if we pay you extra? Will you spit in Dreon's food? That's... Yes, I would... Yes. If that's your thing! I pay, I pay Cozy to spit in Dreon's food. Dreon stares at Cozy. Do you really want to fucking do this? Hey, are you a man of honor? I'm paying you for a service here. This is hospitality, is it not? He shakes his head. I don't do anything another person don't want me to do. Sorry. As respect. Something you're lacking. Dugum, have you ever considered getting a fucking hobby? 
I do have a hobby. It's messing with you. I intimidate Cozy into spitting injury on his food. Uh, uh, I'm fucking. He starts angrily taking off his apron. I won't. I won't. I won't bloody do it. Uh, Drian actually walks behind Tugum and slaps him in the back of the head. I. I have too much respect for my station. I will not tolerate this sort of disrespect. I can get a job elsewhere. I'm giving to. This is bullshit. Guys, we need you, buddy. We need you, pal. We need you, buddy, pal. Hey, your friend Tell over there. Cl- giving him shit. Hey, you, he doesn't want me over here. He's fucking scary. He's keep giving me the fucking crazy eyes. Cozy, get back behind the bar. Hey, 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 Cos. Cos, here I got something for you. Hey, what, what, what is it? What could it possibly be? Is it my dignity? Okay, I don't actually know if I can do this, but I really want to give him one of my grenades. Uh, you can. A hundred percent. Okay. I'll, gi- I'll give him one of my firebolt grenades. And then it's be like... He looks he at it. He gives shit again, you throw this at him. <laughs> hey, what? Is... Is that a fucking grenade? Yeah. Explosions, they solve most problems. Uh, but wouldn't that uh, irrevocably hurt your business? You know, with the... You like, got a good point. See, this is why we need you here, cuz. I don't know this shit. Yeah, take the grenade back. Uh, maybe, listen, all I'm asking is for a little bit of respect. Uh, you all came in from out of nowhere and you fucking took my den out from under my feet. Now, I don't know why the vampires like you so much. Yeah, us either, honestly. Yeah, I, I think they're mostly just there to humiliate us as well. But all I've wanted out here... I'm sorry, buddy. He looks up at you. you feel better? If I made you some of my Tugum's famous pudding. Well, well I, I do kind of like me some pudding. How about pudding these? I fucking hate you, fucking. Tugum, <laughs> we're gonna lose our bot manager. I cost size. Cause leaves. <laughs> you also paid him up front. I freaking. Uh, the the door uh, clicks closed. Perhaps if you run, you might be able to catch him. Yeah, Kuzlo's just like hauling ass, just like. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You catch him just right outside the door. What is all this? Kuzler. Hey, hey, buddy! I do it. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking lose it. I'm gonna fucking take your bot and I'm gonna sell his kneecaps on the black market. Well, if you do that, just give me like ten percent off the top. I deal. Did you bought friend? Does he need his legs? Um, I, I know a guy who knows a guy who can definitely, definitely alleviate him of his mobility. Yeah, I don't think he uses those for the bagpipes, so probably not. 
God, if you can ensure his mouth stays on his bloody bagpipes. As, as opposed to... He, he, like, his lip quivers. I go, I go, family! Yeah, yeah, you know what? You got a bigger family now. We're family, guys. Oh! Uh, he, he, like, wipes a burgeoning tear from his eye. Kozlo gives him a super awkward goblin hug. Uh, Kozlo, I am going to have you make me a persuasion check. Maybe I should go and check in on my family, you know. Check, you know, take the, take the night off. Yeah, what do you think, boss? Yeah, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and take the day off? We'll come back tomorrow, we'll all be better, and maybe Togum won't have his legs anymore. Oh, God, that would be fantastic. Uh, all right, Kozlo, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. See you later, buddy, guys. Uh, and Kaz leaves, walking down the streets of Maginox. Kozlo, like, walks straight up to Tugum. <laughs> Just gets right up on him and is like, I friggin' paid that guy already! If you're gonna make him run off, wait until his pay's gone! I just laughed through a mouthful <laughs> of bacon. <laughs> uh, well, you are uh, currently out one bartender. Don't worry, cuz. I'll take care of this problem that I, I started. Sonny, guess what, buddy? Don't you friggin' do that! <laughs> oh, hey, Togum. Hey, Sonny, guess what? You just got promoted, sir, from... Oh, you did not! You know, you're, you're doing a great job! Oh, I got a promotion? Hold, hold, hold on, hold on! Yeah, listen, <laughs> no, buddy. No promotions are happening! Not right now! Maybe oh. like, it, it, there's like a minimum amount of time you gotta work here for you need a promotion, you know? He's like, yeah. oh, Sonny, I, I, I worked listen, really hard yesterday. Don't listen to him. <laughs> yesterday was a very you did a hard great day. job keeping the weirdos out. Yeah. And now, we'll let the weirdos in to make some money and you're gonna serve them the hey, drinks. Hey, Drew, I get a hand over here! Oh, no, oh, oh. no, no. This oh. is, unless I'm killing Tugum, that's, there is no hand to give. Oh, okay. we're letting the weirdos in? Weirdo weirdos are in now? Is this weirdo Drian, Drian starts to answer and then uh, nope and then just keeps looking forward. Should I go get some weirdos? Sunny, alright. Alright, hold on, Sunny. We're gonna talk about this, but real quick. Knock knock. Uh he looks over at the curtain, looks behind it. Oh. Huh, I thought somebody was knocking at the curtain. No, it's it's just a joke, Sonny. Huh? I say knock knock, and uh -huh. then you would say, "What do you what do you say when somebody knocks on your door?" Mm -hmm. Alrighty, Kazo, you have fun with this guy out here. Oh, oh, does he not does he not speak Minotaur? No, I don't speak Minotaur. I'm <laughs> like a goddamn Minotaur to you. Mm. That's it, you're, you're demoted back to security, no more weirdos. <laughs> Took out my sweat and whatever friggin' deities we got around here. These, uh, these grenades I got, they can work as suppositories, I'm just saying. Kazo, what are you again? 
What do you mean, what am I? Yeah, you can't I? just what? ask people what they are, <laughs> Togum! Yeah, sure that's you can. considered rude. You shut up, Sonny. Oh. What race are you, Kozlo? He is a goblin. No, I want him to say it. Oh, okay. Oh, God. I'm a freaking goblin! How about you goblin on D? <laughs> Alright, Togum is fucking banned! Okay, I... <laughs> All right, Drew, at that point, Treon turns around and throws the net. <laughs> uh, it is a net, and it's tiny. If we're done harassing our staff, can we go now? What's your AC, Tugo? Uh, the, the net does hit, and it uh, does flop around Tugum. Uh, Tugum, you are surrounded by a net. Follow my bagpipes. Oh, all Dreon, right. Uh, Dreon follows this up by getting on top of Tugum and pinning him to the ground. Did you want to strange track <laughs> Christina? <laughs> uh, he is restrained. Um, your grapple check would have advantage. All right, uh, let Tugum, me see. how do I roll? Do you do roll resist grapple? being uh, slammed on the floor? It is a athletics check. Uh, I do an athletics check. Uh, you would do athletics or acrobatics. Uh, if you do acrobatics, however, since you're in a net, it is with disadvantage. So I suggest doing it with athletics. You must roll higher than a 24. Uh, Dreon takes your shoulders or your body and uh, puts you to the ground. In a show of lion-esque dominance. Uh, Dreon looks down at him. Listen up, you annoying fuck. You're not the first person I've dealt with who thinks he's funny. And that's fine, and sometimes you are. But you need to fucking learn the right times. You have managed to string together seven or eight times that are not the right time. So I need you to rein it in so that we can get shit done. Do you hear me? Oh, gosh. Or cut out. But I don't know. I didn't hear what he said. But all I say in response is, "Me? Yeah, somebody's a feisty kitty today." Uh, Dreon's gonna hit him uh, <laughs> with a bear fist. Ah, <laughs> uh, you can uh, make an attack roll. It's with advantage. Uh, that does hit his armor class. Uh, took him. You. Take five slashing damage as you get slap clawed across the face. Uh, Dreon follows it by saying, Try again! <laughs> this kitty's got claws. Dreon's gonna attack again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dreon, you, you lift your arm and Sunny grabs your wrist. Not, not hard, just gently. Oh, Dreon, I don't think that's good for business. Uh, people Dreon. are indeed staring at the ruckus. Dreon looks up at Sunny. This is how people learn in a mercenary company. Uh, maybe we should, uh, punish privately. Dreon grunts and gets up and takes a, the net with him. <laughs> yeah, punish me, daddy. <laughs> oh, dear. Good work, Sunny. Good job. Yup. I've accidentally made myself slightly angled, and I don't know how I've done this. <laughs> I fixed you. 
hold shift in your mouse wheel. Okay. <laughs> Wee! Uh, Tugum, you are on the ground, you are prone, and you are covered with a net. Sunny kneels down and begins to kind of gently pick the net off of you. Oh, man. Hey, Tug- thanks, Sunny. You just got re-promoted to bartender. Oh, well, that's oh my what- God. Well, that's my pro- I'm- I'm the bartender now? No, you're not the bartender, but you are now the, uh, uh, head bouncer for the rest of today. Oh, that's- that's delightful. Well, here, my first job as bouncers, just make sure that Tugum doesn't die. He, uh, removes the net, and he puts Tugum back on his feet. Bloop! There you go, buddy. You know... You got a big mouth. Instead of using it on your friends, I bet you could use it on your enemies and make them real mad. He laughs. Why not try that instead, Tugum? Tugum sort of like smirk laughs and just goes, Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I've heard you play those bagpipes. I think they're pretty neat. Will you play me a song? Sure, for ten gold. Play anything you want. Oh, well, you know, I think my promotion probably comes with a raise. Uh, here you go. He hands you ten gold. Alrighty, pulls out the bagpipes. Alright, Sonny. I tell you what, I'll play you one of my hits. And I play <laughs> the Magic version of Careless Whisper by George Michael on bagpipes. And I start dancing around Adrian as I do it, and I do not break eye contact with him when he looks at me. I don't, I don't get it. Are, do you want to get your head cut off? What, what is this? What's the game here? Sunny claps. Do you not have a sad? Stop playing for a second. Do you not have a sense of humor? I had a sense of humor the first three or four times you did this. We're on like the 700th time. It's not funny. It's Uh, annoying. He taps Drian on the shoulder. Excuse me, Mr. Stormbrace. I, uh, I I paid for this song. Can I get some silence? Drian looks excited. I go back to playing. (laughs) He he looks at you like, not not rude, just like cow-eyed and earnestly. I, I like the bagpipes. They remind me of my mom singing. That's great, Sonny. Why don't you take you and your song over to the other side of the room? Okay. Come on, Tugum. 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 He, like, holds open the curtain. Come on. I, the, the rooms in the back are really nice. And we can have a big smoke-em. Uh, Sunny leads you to the first room up here through the curtain. There we go. Uh, and he pulls out a very large sack. Uh, excuse me, like a hand-sized sack. Something that a minotaur's hand uh, could fit around. And he digs in it. And he's like, oh, you can, you can keep playing, Tugum. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get things ready. Uh, and he packs possibly the biggest pipe load you have ever seen in your life. God damn, Sonny, I knew I liked you. Oh, oh, this, <clears throat> these are from the fields of Feronia. <clears throat> this, 
This is a Minotaur specialty. Uh, meanwhile, while, uh, <laughs> apparently there's a bagpipe and pipe session going on in the back, Azrael and Dreon. Um, per perhaps we should get back to what we were doing. I, I, do you want to bring that along? Do you think we would get anything done? Um, well, if we're going some place with a lot of undead, things happen. People get <sighs> eaten. A lot. <sighs> oh, yeah, I, I don't want to kill the kid. That's not what I'm looking to do here. I just... Well, when when I saw this... to eat, too. <sighs> When I've dealt with this in the past, the quickest way to get someone on board is with a fierce ass beating. So maybe we go outside, he fucks around some more, then he finds out, and then maybe he comes around. But zombies do have to eat, too. Why? You keep saying, why? Why do they have to eat, Azrael? <laughs> he looks legitimately <laughs> confused. Why? Huh. That's a good question. I never thought about that. I mean, I just assume they always need to eat. They always want to eat. I mean, yeah, but it's not its not really like a thing we, we are trying to set them up to do or really allow them to do, right? If, if that happens, usually someone dies. Right. Ezra looks at you kind of perplexed. <laughs> Drian, just, Drian just fucking puts his head in his hands like, oh, I miss the old company. Uh, there's like a, a knocking on the end of the bar uh, as a bar patron uh, is wrapping his knuckles on the bar. Uh, so, can I get some service? Kozlo has walked over to this barmaid uh, and is beginning to ask her if she has any bartending experience. The barmaid looks down at you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, <coughs> uh, I, I, I do. You want to, like, uh, watch the bar until Kaz comes back? She looks around. I, I, I think I can manage. Um, it seems like the patrons are going to have to, well, understand that food service is going to be a little bit slower. Uh, Drion looks to the the guy uh, demanding service and just takes a deep, labored breath. Uh, the barmaid Where? comes up as you breathe and places a hand on your shoulder. What What can I get you, sir? Uh, anything? An ale? I've been sitting here for like 15 minutes. Oh. Blow it out your ass, pal! No! Oh. <laughs> what? It's, it's, we're we're dealing with uh, Drion thinks about it. Some restructuring. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the ghoulish-looking man on the end shakes his head. All right, one heel coming right up. Slow, Azrael, come here for a sec. Tugum, we're leaving. Come. Uh, Tugum is taking fat rips with Sunny. Uh, yep. The whole, the whole area in. is just covered in a thick blanket of fog. 
Sonny looks up at you with bleary red eyes. Oh, hey. He hands you one end of the pipe. Sonny, do you not have a job to do? He he looks at Tugum and back up at you. Well, I, I thought I was supposed to keep the peace. And he looks at Tugum just, and looks at Azrael. Azrael just stares at Sonny. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, having a good time with Tugum and showing him the best of Ferroni and- shut up now. I have to go be a hero to Madronox. You need to go watch the door. Thanks for the weed. Oh man. Thank you, Sunny. Yep. Please, finish up in here and then go watch the door. I give give (coughs) Sunny his his 10 gold back. I go here. You don't need to give me this. Gosh. Uh, And all you hear from the top room is water sounds. Sorry, I can't. I don't have a here. Oh, I do have water here. Uh, This isn't going to work. Like like water, water pipe sounds. Okay. Everyone accounted for. We ready to go. Let's get the hell out of here before I have to fire somebody else. It's a very long distance away. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You gotta find it first. The sun just thinks Maginox is so pretty and is so embarrassed and shy. Sundir's <laughs> son. Sundir's son. son. <laughs> I didn't want you it's, to get a tan, ba- Baka. It's it's not like I want to look at you, Maginox. <laughs> All right. Do you all follow Wispy into your next destination? Please, yes. yes. Please. please, God, please, yes. All right. One moment, please. <clears throat> hey, guys, can we name the Wisp Philip? Your ad just says nothing. It's just best to not engage. The Wisp takes you off of the beaten path, out of the main streets of Maginox that are currently full of celebration and happiness. People drinking in the streets, eating delicious food, and engaging in revel and debauchery. And as you leave the creature comforts of Maginox and head out into the wilds, the Wisp leads you away from the city and away from the mountains to the south. You know the wisp isn't named Philip. Without horse or any sort of travel, it is a bit slow going as you trudge through the snow and the cold. And eventually, after about three hours of travel outside of town, the wisp leads you once again off the path and into a denser section of forest. I know this graveyard is... The cemetery is very 
very far away. The wisp kind of titters. But it seems to have some sort of importance to Duke Talus. Let's find out what that is, shall we? Dreon nods. And you are at the entrance of the graveyard. The wisp uh, floats in front of you for a brief moment as I bust out my wisp token once again. One moment, please. I briefly lost it. Wisp, come back. Ignore that I randomly hit the net button. (laughs) Net! Drown's gonna throw the, the net at the wisp. It goes, the wisp just goes through the hole. Why did you think this would work? (laughs) The wisp uh, appears as you uh, begin to step on the cobblestone steps of this dilapidated cemetery. This area is called the Dreamer's Graveyard. It was a special site long ago. Where they took special sages and buried them here to honor them and so they may rest peacefully. And here they have rested for many years. I do not know what Talus wants in this place or why these bodies are interesting. But let's see. And the wisp uh, disappears back into Azrael's backpack. You may begin. <clears throat> um, from for what all you see, just merely in your immediate line of sight, is that to the northeast, you see a gravestone, and it's being lit by a very ominous-looking red glow bathing the surrounding area in its light. But otherwise, through the trees and the various gravestones in the area, you see multiple points of this strange light as the birds circle overhead. Kazo will stare intently. Oops, sorry about that. At the uh, at the light, and attempt to. He's just gonna see if he recognizes what it is. What appears to be two lanterns sit on the grave, and inside the lanterns that you can see through the small panes of glass that surround it seems to be a glowing red crystal. There are two of these lanterns here, emitting this light. And they seem to be just sitting next to each other on this grave, emitting their light in a ghostly aura. Hey, Tilgum! Yo! Why don't you shove a hand in this light and see if it kills you? Mm, you first, buddy. Can I, like, find a leaf or something that isn't completely dead and try to toss it in the light? Absolutely. There are leaves uh, that have fallen from the tree at your feet. 
Okay, I'll grab one that looks like it's not fully dead and toss it into the light. You toss it into the light, and the leaf flutters to the ground. Nothing appears to happen. I will very carefully put, like, the tip of a finger that I don't like that much just into the, like, I I don't feel like I need that finger as much, like my (laughs) left pinky into the, (laughs) into the light. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say a finger that I don't need very much, like Tugum's left pinky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. You uh, tentatively reach out and stick your pinky in the radius of the light. And after a tense moment, nothing happens. The light only seems to reflect a reddish cast off of your skin. Christina, are these, is this a rodent of unusual size over here that I can see? Uh, That is indeed a rodent of unusual size. And in fact, you, Dreon, uh, Tugum can barely see it. Kozlo is currently paying attention to something else. But that does appear to be a very fat rat, probably about 40 pounds. Uh, its back is to you, its tail curled around its body, and it seems to be looking at another pair of lanterns. Trion, Trion is going to pull out his crossbow um, and level it at the rat. Okay. <clears throat> you take aim. And you send a crossbow bolt towards the rat. And you hit it. And it lets out a squeak. Roll damage. And it takes eight damage from your crossbow bolt. And you see it embedded into the rat's thigh. One moment, please. Brian studies its reaction intently. Its reaction is, I'm gonna fucking kill ya! <laughs> right? Rat hey, noises. Hey, hey, hey. That's, that's not what I want. Oh, hold on. So say, am I hearing bagger noises? Like, what am I hearing? No, oh, I know this song. <laughs> the rat with crossbow bolt embedded in its leg turns towards you with an unnatural slowness, and you see a baleful red glow in its eyes. And it opens its mouth, baring its sharpened top teeth, and lets out a rat-like And the other rats soon follow suit, the other ones that were sitting next to it. And they chitter angrily. I need everybody to roll initiative for me. Kozlo with a 22, Tugum with an 18, Dreon with a 12, uh, waiting on Azrael. 
Come on. There we go. All right, rat with a oops, 17. Largest ratus. And final rat. Very good. The sound of a crossbow bolt going off, followed by the rats screeching. Coslo, uh, briefly, breaks you out of your study of this strange light. And those rats are coming. This is why we can't have anything nice! Okay, I will temporarily step away from the... the thingo. And... Um... Yeah, I guess we just throw a throw a grenade at the the one that's screeching. All right. <clears throat> uh, first off, <coughs> sorry, Kozlo, can I have you make me a wisdom saving throw? Nope. Thumbs up. <laughs> it's gonna be one of these fights again. Well, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, it, how many zeros have, or ones have we rolled this campaign? It's insane. Uh, Coslo, <clears throat> you feel very upset, almost like an emotional wave comes over you briefly, like rage, anger. This rat is disgusting, filthy, diseased, and you feel incredibly mad about it. And in fact, Kozlo, if you hit and do damage, you are going to do additional damage. However, there is a downside. But we'll find that out later. I'm so friggin' pissed off right now! Drian, like, kind of, like, looks back, like, confused <laughs> by this. First we got all this shit at the bar! And then I'm trying to look at this nice thing and now there's friggin' rats and you guys are just shooting at the friggin' rats! Dreon, <laughs> <laughs> like, tries to reason with them. Kozlo, we could have seen where they were you going if they were... <laughs> Kozlo, you're, you're filled with a lathered rage! Um, actually, Kozlo, I won't consider you barbarian raging for the rest of this combat. Oh my. Oh dear. Uh, I don't if, remember what that does in 5th edition. I don't know what that means. <clears throat> Excuse me, let me read. In battle, you fight with primal ferocity. On your turn, you can enter a rage as a bonus action. You are already in a rage. While raging, you gain the following benefits if you're not wearing heavy armor. You have advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. When you make a melee weapon attack using strength, you gain a bonus to the damage rolls that increases as you gain levels. You'll also have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. But if you're able to cast spells, you cannot concentrate on any concentration spells while you're raging. Your rage is too great. <clears throat> so keep that in mind. Normal spells are fine, concentration spells are out, and you will get additional damage. Cool. Well, my firebolt is not a concentration spell, so I'm going to stick with my original plan of throwing a grenade at it. But I'm Good. angry about it. Burn them all. I'll roll to hit whenever you're ready. 
Uh, I'm trying to. There it goes. And your target is the giant rat, correct? Yes. All right. Uh, 20 hits. For 14 fire damage, uh, you rage and begin to unleash fiery hell upon the poor rat. And he screeches as he burns. What was the what was the additional damage on that? I just rolled. Oh wait, is it already there? Let me double oh, check the uh, the rage real quick. Your uh, what level are you, Kozla? You're level five, five right? Uh, so your damage yeah. will be plus two. Okay. So sixteen six. total damage. All right, the rat is lit in fire, but with a crossbow bolt still in its leg, it is still alive. What else do you do, Kozla? I just seethe for a second and start like randomly grabbing around at my pack looking for bigger <laughs> bigger bombs. <laughs> uh next up. Oops! I marked the rat as dead, no! Uh a rat in the back begins to skitter forward. Intent on well attacking whoever is closest. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Like, almost comically, the rat scurries up onto Dreon. It's a small rat, and I mean, not necessarily a giant one. Probably about the size of a, you know, two clenched fists. But it fearlessly jumps onto Dreon, something that you've really never seen before in a rat. And it attempts to bite him. There's a 13 hit. Uh, nope. Tugum, you're up. I... Is there only one rat available that I can see? Uh, let me check your vision. There's one rat there, and... Uh, you can kind of see this giant rat, but he has three-quarters cover on you. It'd be really hard to hit him. But you can move if you want to get better line of sight. Eh. Alrighty, I'm gonna attack I'm gonna do... I am going to I'm going to cast Psychic Blades that rat okay uh, that's when you hit a creature with a weapon attack so you would have okay. to uh, do the weapon attack and uh, wolf. Uh, unfortunately, rolling a one, you critically miss. Uh, sorry, Tugum. Uh, but you, that does not use your psychic blades charge, thankfully, because you did not hit him. So it's still, uh, it's still there. However, you did uh, miss terribly with your hand crossbow attack. You still have a bonus action and a move action left. You can also insight. Yo, insight. All right, what's your target? Oh, uh, Jesus. Right. Uh, you can know two things. What's his HP is one. Okay. And what's his vulnerabilities? Uh, one moment, please. There's his hit points. Uh, and the rat has no vulnerabilities. 
Yeah, I am my turn. All right. Next up, another rat moves forward. Three, four, three, five, thirty. Azrael, you're up. The rats seem to be converging on your location. Uh, Azrael will step here, and we will use Toll the Dead on Big Rat Boy. That is a DC 15 wisdom saving throw. All right. One moment, please. Uh, it fails. Do I do this one? Yeah, that's the one I do. It is missing hit points, so it does do the, the better damage. It so takes eight necrotic damage. All right. The sound of a bell fills the air as Azrael tolls the dead for the rat. It clings to life. Azrael, does that end your round? Uh, we'll insight check the big rat. Uh, what would you like to know? Uh, it's been hit a lot. Let's like maybe get hit points on this one. Sounds good. One moment, please. There you go. Alright, that's it. Dreon, you're up! Uh, Dreon's going to swing at the rat that is trying to bite it. Dreon just uh, swings at it. Fuck you, man! <laughs> uh, a ten hits. Or nine slashing damage. You impale the rat on the end of your glaive. And with a screech, it dies. Oh, right. brave rat slayer. Yeah, we got we got demoted after last session, is what I'm getting <laughs> from this. Like, real bad. Alright, uh, Dreon's going to charge forward with his second attack. And use all 35 feet to, of his movement to get to the rat. And he's going to swing with a second attack. All right, go ahead. Uh, 13 hits. And with a pained squeak, you impale this rat on your glaive as well. Driana immediately hunches down and performs uh, an investigation check. Uh, Drian, you notice as you impale this rat, it seems to not only explode in blood, as is expected, but a ethereal red mist escapes from its body and dissipates into the air. Make me an arcana check. Uh, what the fuck was that? Uh, Drian... Yeah, Dreon's reaction is basically that. He spies the other rat um, around it, but he's going to investigate and see if he can notice any other rats or strange things in the shadows. All right. With a 20, you look about. And aside from this rat and the rat that is currently approaching the group, uh, you don't see anything else. 
Except for uh, okay. these, the two lanterns that are sitting here on the grave. Okay, uh, Dreon's gonna end his turn. All right. Squeaking in rage, the other rat approaches and attempting to bite Dreon's ankles, again, almost humorously. It's all really rather sad. Kozlo, you're up. The rats seem to have uh, red glowing eyes, and they are charging at you fearlessly. Very unrat-like behavior. You are in a blind rage and do not care. I do not. So. Uh. Dang. Slightly too far. There's this one here if you didn't see it. Yeah. I was going to run over to the other one. Uh, because it was attacking Drian, but it's a little bit too far for me to get over there and still do a regular action, I think. Alright, so Kozlo has been, like, digging around in his pack looking for the biggest, like, explosive he can find. And eventually just pulls out, like, this weird amalgamation of who knows what. Like, there's multiple fuses on it it's like weirdly oblong shaped and he just runs screaming over to uh wrong button uh over to this rat and as he gets there the thing just explodes in his hand <laughs> and i'm casting thunder wave oh ho, ho. all right oh my god and a thunder wave that doesn't do party damage uh no it's gonna <laughs> hit it's gonna hit both Asriel and Tugum also. <laughs> uh, I'm just too angry. He's too mad! Oh my god, he's freaking Thunderwave thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, each creature in a 15-foot cube! Oh, that's interesting. Oh, it's not gonna hit them, actually. I'm counted wrong. So it's just going to hit the, the rat. Nice. Oh my god, the animation is working? There. I am disappointed. <laughs> I am also mildly. I'm I'm full of regret. My, my day is ruined. Alright, you thunder wave the rat. Constitution saving throw. God, I hope he succeeds. I hope he, I hope he nat 20s this. And it's just literally the strongest freaking rat. Uh, con? Yeah. Fails. It was. It looked like it was going to be a 16 percent. It did. It did. I was like, oh my god. You blast thunder for 12 damage, and not only is the rat knocked away from you uh, 10 feet, it explodes into a red mist. So sick of these freaking rats everywhere. Uh, oops, I marked the wrong rat. Is it dead? Kozlo. You're not sure if the rat exploded into blood or into mist, but you're too pissed off to tell. Your thunder wave was successful. Does that end your round? Yes. Uh, I don't, unless there's any, so there, if there was any unsecured objects in that cube, which it looks like it'd mostly just be like trees or twigs and stuff. Mostly um, debris. Yeah, they would get knocked back. And also, this bomb was very loud, and it could have been heard up to 300 feet away. 
Nice. Boom! The crack of thunder echoes through the graveyard. Possibly wait, over here. Uh, wait, oh, yep, yep. The thunderous boom audible out to 300 feet. Yeah. Do I have to make my own constitution saving throw? No. Uh, no, you do not. Okay, that's a little disappointing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kozlo, does that end your round? Yes, that's me. You're definitely going to give yourself like tinnitus, though. Uh, GM needs one quick moment. And in fact, why don't we all take a, a quick bio break, like a three minute break? Because GM's got to pee. Go, go quick. Get a snack. I got to I gotta pee. I got to pee. Be right back. Game pause. All right. How are we doing on our AFK? I know Kazo's uh, back. I know Tugum's back. I'm here. Kazo's back. back. Dreon's back. All right. Sorry for the interruption. Let us continue. Kozlo, does that end your round after exploding the rat with your thunder wave? Yes. Tukum, you are up. Alrighty. I don't... You actually do not see any rats, uh, but Dreon seems to be over in the corner by the other light, stabbing something vigorously. Alright, so I can move 30, right? So I can move like there? Uh, you can move 30, so I think it's like right there where I pinged. Alright, you move up around, around the, uh, the tombstone, and just behind the tombstone you see one last rat eager to bite Dreon's ankles. Alright, roll to hit. And you miss your crossbow sinking into the dirt next to the rat. Alrighty. Um... I guess I'll... Uh... I'll roll my good high insight. <laughs> Go ahead. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Stop! Stop! <laughs> Why are you wasting it? Waste it on the rats? What do you want to know about this rat, dude? HP and uh, <laughs> I mean, what's, what, I, I, so I know they don't have vulnerabilities, so I don't even know what else I can ask for. Uh, really, you could ask um, its speed, um, an attack you haven't seen yet, um, a special ability. All right, special ability. There you go for a rat. All right, rat special ability. Um, you have divined that rats have keen smell, and they have advantage on perception rolls related to smell. There we go. Turns over. Uh, Azrael, you're up. Tugum walks up to the rat and thunks a hand crossbow bolt next to it. Um. Well, now knowing that there's apparently a rat there, uh, Azrael will just toll the dead on it. Alright, we are tolling the dead. I will make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, rat. All right. Okay. In my head cannon, it's actually tolling the dead. They're just getting told. Like you're getting, you're, you're telling them. Give him the business. Uh, okay. He succeeds. Okay, that's Ezreal's turn. Uh, the rat currently in too much of a rage to uh, listen to your bells. 
Drion, you're up. The last rat appears to be snarling at your feet. Uh, Drion's gonna swing it. You hit? And very easily. With like the others, you have a rat shish kebab. Three impaled on the end of your glaive. This rat, too, meets its end. Uh, Drion just slices it clean in half and then turns to the others and walks back. Um, Azrael, Kozlo, these flames seem weird to you. Drion <laughs> looks at Kozlo and raises the brow and then turns to Azrael. Azrael, do these flames look weird to you? The lanterns? Yeah, those. The the big rat. When it died, a mist came out of it and went in the direction of the lanterns. Well, Kozlo was looking at them, and now he's very angry. Kozlo's just, like, literally running around for something else to kill. Uh, Azrael will come over and, I don't know, do, like, an arcana check on the lanterns? They seem kind of magic-y. Okay. Go ahead and make me an arcana check, please. Uh, Azrael, with a 15. Uh, you know, these shards are, uh, what are referred to as Borean shards. And, um, but the red aura they, they are emanating, um, generally, as a cleric, you can associate the red with fire. And as is commonly, uh, seen in Borean shards of that elemental alignment. However, there is no heat radiating off of these shards. Uh, and in fact, the light it's emanating is also strange. Uh, different from the quivering, licking flames that a red fire-aspected Borean shard would normally have. This seems ominous. Uh, and it hangs over the shards like a thick miasma. This is definitely not fire. And you've heard tale of Morian shards aspected to other elements, even emotions. Could this possibly be one of them? Yes, the shards are very magical. Kozlo has run off and found something else to explode by. Oh! Oh. Kozlo, you... Uh, where, where even is everybody? Kozlo, you run off through the front gate. And I'm going to pause it right here so you can... Uh, so I can tell you a little bit about this scene. Immediately as you enter the gate, to your left, there is a squirming pile. And as your eyes focus on it, as the rage dissipates from your body... Uh, the squirming pile seems to be a heap of rats, their tails entwined and knotted together, all screeching frantically to escape their knot. To the west, you see another one of those miasmic lights, uh, currently bathing another tombstone in its red glow. And however... What you thought was another rat lingering by the grave 
This one stands on two feet, has a posture like a humanoid, and a head almost like a human's, but large black eyes and bare feet, wearing semblances of human clothing. Coslo, make me a survival check, please. Coslo being a, a goblin, ah. You've seen these things before. These are, this is not a, a bugbear or a goblinoid, something that takes on the features of an animal. No, these, this, this is a were-rat. A human that can occasionally wear a rat's skin as its own. And whether in rat form or this humanoid-rat hybrid, they are dangerous creatures. Additionally, to your right, uh, around the trunk of a tree, you see a bit of light coming from another set of what you assume to be lanterns. <clears throat> and as you look from the squirming pile of rats up to the ratkin, he looks at you, and you look at him, and he points at you, uh, uh, hey. What? What are you doing here? Who are you? Kazo like looks at the rat kid. Looks at the squirming pile of rats. Like the rage slowly falling from him as he slows, like starts to realize what's what he's been doing. He's just screaming around for a second. Uh, guys, guys, I think I fucked up. Uh, the knot of rats gyrates towards you. Hey, up, 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 up! The rat holds up his hands. Hey, 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 We don't want any trouble. We don't want any trouble. What are you, what are you guys doing here? Hey. Hi. The rat, um, is kind of crouched above this grave, um, his hands rubbing together nervously. Yeah, I don't want any trouble, you hear? But, uh, what do you want? What do you want? Where is this guy talking from? Uh, over here. Uh, you can't see oh, him. I can't uh, see him, okay. Hey, 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 yo, not, hey, not any further. Not any further. He points at Tugum. Hey, boys. Woo, woo. Uh, he whistles. I will not whistle into the mic. Uh, and there are some other rats that appear. Or perhaps they were there the whole time. Dreon looks in the direction of the were-rat. What is this place? Uh, listen, bub, you better be going, if you know what I mean. This ain't your town, scrub. So beat it. This doesn't, this doesn't look like much of a town at all, and we were sent here to look for something, so you're going to accommodate us. I ain't gonna do a shite, kitty cat. Uh, tell him we're gonna burn your rat pile to the ground. I don't know if that hits or not, but... <laughs> Uh, the rat eyes you warily. Listen, bub, I, uh, I don't know what you're doing here, but it might behoove you to, uh, skedaddle. 
abscond, scooch, for your own good. Do you work for Talus? The rat's eyes narrow at you. What's it to you? Insight check. Did he seem to be, like, acknowledge that? Uh, make me an insight check. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Dylan, you shit. He rubs his hands together nervously, his ears folding down in guilt, the twitch of his tail. Most certainly this one works for Duke Talus. He can't hide his guilt. Are you placing these lanterns here, or somebody... Are these just always here? Ah, we are just doing a little graveyard maintenance. Yeah, we're just doing some dusting. He, uh, kneels down and wipes off the top of the lantern with his hand. See? No, you work for Duke Talus. But that's okay. We can talk. What what do you want? Listen, I, uh, I'm working, but I'm not really interested in a scuffle. Well, then I think you should want to come talk to us, yes? Mm, no, I think I would rather not do that. He, uh, takes a step backwards from the lanterns. I got really no business with you, unless you make it my business. <laughs> uh, Azrael will command him to approach. Oh, go ahead. All right, wisdom saving throw, one moment. Um, let's talk. Oops, one second. Still broken. Failing his wisdom saving throw, the ratkin begins to slowly step forward. Yeah, maybe we should just talk it out like, uh, Prince. Yeah. Prince. Yeah. The other were-rat, um, that is currently lingering behind a tombstone to the east, squats down, watching the encounter with curious eyes and a twitching nose. The were-rat approaches you. Yeah, so what do you are, want? Are you placing these nocturnes, or are they already here? They're very interesting. Oh, these lanterns, they were already here. But we did originally place them. Oh. We're just doing some maintenance. That's all. Are you collecting bodies for the Duke? Ah. Uh, eh, he's, uh... So He's hemming and hawing, rubbing his hands together. Collecting? No. <laughs> no, we're not collectors like that. Are you eating them? That's gross! 
No, no, we're just, uh, checking on them. Yeah, just making sure they're working just fine. (laughs) Are the lanterns preparing them for something? One of his experiments. The rat swallows nervously. Yeah, they're, uh, yeah, they're a part of his, uh, experimentations uh we get to just keep an eye on things and make sure nobody absconds with the uh the lanterns hmm they're very important to his uh work very important to his work, you say. Uh, yeah. And how important are you to his work? Eh, what is anybody to a vampire? Especially us, disposable. Gutter dwellers. Rats, you know how they treat us. So you're very not interested in dying for him, then? I yes. ain't. We ain't, no. No, we ain't. So, when we destroy all these lanterns and stop whatever Talus is doing here, you have no interest in standing in our way, correct? He looks around. Because it will end very badly for you. Well, you see, now you put me in a predicament. Because now I need to assess whether you or Talus is more dangerous. Uh, Azrael will just, uh, they will summon a moonbeam right next to him. Okay. Okay. Cast it. Uh, just actually right behind him. Okay. Why did I do that? Here we go. Huh. There's like a pillar of moonlight erupts behind. I don't know why it doesn't have light associated with it, but uh, template, but yeah, that's weird. Here, I I can change it so it has light. But anyway, uh, it's cool and animated. However, it is cool and animated. <laughs> the were rat uh, tries to back up and bumps into you a little bit, Azrael, and your plate mail jingles. Ah! Oh! 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 Wow! Oh, that's uh, that's moonlight. Hey! Um! Hey, that's that's dirty pool. So, will you respond to my previous question, then? Uh, um, you ain't no moons. Who are you? Like, Ezreal does have this armor that they found uh, that does have both her chestplate and her shield do have some holy symbol that she is that they are not familiar with, but it is the cycles of the moon. Uh, engraved on both the chest and her shield. He narrows his eyes. Oh, are you working with the Maginox shifters? Those bastards. Chasing us out of Maginox. I really don't know who they are, I'm afraid. Then you don't really have a big stake in this race, do you? Chomp. We don't have a stake in this race, as far as you're concerned. 
You're free to go if you would like. Yeah, we what, do unfortunately have. Listen, we we're gonna leave here, and Duke Talus is gonna come after us for not keeping his lanterns up to date. Now I do see you are a wielder of the moonlight, and one I hate it. Uh, two, I hate it. But oh, very good reasons. Yeah. And you all are definitely the clear and present danger, but I can't just let you take the lanterns, because you see, they are going to uh, get us killed. So that is a complication we need to discuss. Perhaps we can meet somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Azrael just stares at him. I think the middle is you getting out of here alive. That's the middle. Hey, you, you can't hurt. You can't hurt a rat for trying to bargain. Listen, all we want is some, you know, some scrap, something, something you could share with us, you know, like a little bit of, mm, to make it worth our while. We're going to kill Duke Talus. If you would like to help when the time comes, we would happily let you go. Oh ho, big dreams. Hmm. He looks back at the lanterns and back at you. Ezreal really gets like really close to his face and kind of like parts their hair. He already killed me once and it didn't take. See? Right here. Oh yeah, you've got some sort of line, some sort of bifurcation over here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm 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 learned. I've eaten some books in my life. <laughs> Fine. Will Vamoose. But if Before one hey, one hair on my clan's head gets hurt from Duke Talus in retaliation for this, you's are gonna have some major problems. You hear me? Not just from me. Oh no. Our little words travel quickly throughout Maginox. <laughs> oh, do you need a safe haven? He tilts his head. We aren't it's exactly just... we aren't exactly welcome in Maginox. You don't know. No. no. Couldn't figure out why. Hey, what about what about what about Philip? What the hell is Philip? It just so happens that we have a tavern with a lot of private rooms and supposedly some secret entrances, but I haven't found those yet. Perhaps. Can you ten bar? You got a ten bar? It, what about, about where rats aren't in, allowed in Maginox was not clear? Like at all? That seems... That's well, racist! Kind of yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the vampires, they found us very detestable, sneaky, filthy, diseased. Uh, and instead of, he points at Coslo, uh, forcing your kind into some sort of indentured like servitude, we decided to live outside the city of Maginox. Wait, what do you mean, my kind? That's racist! What? Are you daft? 
Have you looked around at Maginox at all? Look at all the workers. Goblins. Kobolds. Goblinoids. Open your eyes, Coslo. Maginox is about indentured servitude. They've enslaved beastmen and shapeshifters in order to do their bidding, to work their mills, to serve their bars and to entertain. Be like puppets. And for what, a little bit of coin? Giving up your soul? No, that ain't, that ain't me. We'd rather live free. Drian actually seems to be like mildly interested in this conversation. But you're not free. You work for Duke Talus. He frowns. Yeah, not out of desire on my part, exactly. Uh, so help us kill him. He looks back at you. I will most certainly assist you in your endeavor. However, <clears throat> listen, Talus has got probably half of my clan under his thumb. Being spies, being nosy, doing his dirty work for him. And also, he grimaces, tending those. He looks, he points over at the lanterns. Uh, <clears throat> he coughs. These graves are currently being used to try and experiment on the, uh, <clears throat> recently deceased in order to uh, put these boring shards of hate on top of them in order to try and stimulate uh, reincarnation of a sort. He scratches at his head. Uh, a couple fleas hop off. Uh, Who are they? Hmm? Who are they? The bodies interned here? The fresh dead. Uh, you know, people that he don't like. People that he doesn't have enough information on. Duke Talus wants to understand how to create and raise uh, his own undead army. And what, he seems to have the basics down. I've seen him running around with some skeletons, some zombies, you know, being a necromancer. But he, uh, he... He sighs. Listen, I, I got a confession and it ain't gonna sound good. Are you secretly a French chef? Uh, no, but I have been known to hide in some hats on occasion. There is a, uh, he points to the north. One of the Duke's experiments is up there. Uh, a lady. Uh, a while back, we, uh, 
Dutalus locked her up in the mausoleum. Mausoleum? Ma. The big place where you guys decide the store. You're dead. I think it's pronounced margarine. Margarine, yeah. But they put him in the margarine. Uh, me and my people. There is a network of uh, <clears throat> tunnels that run under these graves. And into the graves. And into the boxes. And, uh... He, uh, kicks at the ground. Duke Talus, uh, sometimes seals the still living in the graves. And, uh... Takes these, these shards, right? And puts them on the graves. And they start soaking up the the fear. It starts soaking up the, the hate and the anger. And uh, eventually they start glowing this noxious, horrible red. And they're down deep, deep enough so you can't hear them screaming. And we got little holes buried under the caskets. Just big enough to get a rat in, or two, or three, to give him a little food, give him a little water, and to keep him alive. As long as he can. And, uh, well, eventually, when they're all out of, they're all out of rage, and they're all out of motion, and they just give up. Sometimes they turn, and sometimes they don't. Duke Talus has us keeping an eye on these. Uh. <clears throat> He calls them his little seeds. Frankly, I take offense at whatever he is growing here. But all I can say is that he's doing these people, whoever he's kidnapping from around Maginox, and burying them here and keeping them alive as long as possible in order to siphon out all of their fear. And then when he's done with them, when he's done sucking out everything they got, the ones that don't turn, he peddles. The pots go to the market. And he makes some money. Uh, Dreon. Oh, go ahead. So he wants... The lanterns aren't fueling his experiments. They're the byproduct of them? He nods. They're, um... They're a bit of a design. Uh, meant to capture and encapsulate the uh, feelings of others. At least that's what he says. He wants the in essence 
of unbridled hate or unbridled fear. And what he's gonna do with him, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He just, he just grows them here, his little seeds. I hate it. Dirty work. Do those things break easily, you think? The lanterns? Yeah. Eh. The outside is just a facilitator charging everything into the crystal. But I don't think you can break those crystals. Breaking the lantern will just stop the siphoning of the, the negative energy. But it won't stop uh, what's going on underground. Grunts. Have you seen a dog by chance? Nah, I ain't seen no dogs around here. Are you talking werewolves? Not recently, why? What about a dog made of parts? Dog a dog made out of parts. No, can't say I have. But listen. Oh sorry, Ezreal, I tried. <laughs> That's it. That's the full story. Duke Talus is using this graveyard to uh charge up some pretty nasty magic. And has us keeping them alive. Well, you can tell Duke Talus if you need to tell him something. That Callista Vicatus came for you. Uh, I? That house Vicatus itself drove you out. Surely you can't be expected to stand against their might, right? I really have no intention of uh, giving Duke Talus any sort of message. Uh, once these lanterns get busted. Oh, well, perfect then. I was worried that you had to go back and tell him something. <sighs> I'm gonna delay it as much as possible, but you gotta understand, Duke Talos has got half of my people. Oh, I, that's, that's why I thought you might need to go back and tell him something, but if you don't, if you can delay it, then we can murder him together. Ezreal does their creepy smile. I, I think I can manage a little bit of subterfuge. Yeah. I can delay him for a little bit, but he likes to come around here and check on the lanterns himself. On occasion. Uh, Azrael drops the moonlight. By the way, he's got uh, something real bad cooking up in the north. When we've been visiting the area recently, we've been hearing, hearing these horrible screams. And we didn't think anybody would be able to be buried in uh, this graveyard. Not buried under a couple inches of marble. When you say north, and he, like, points towards the mausoleum, you mean that north, right? He nods. Yeah. He doesn't let us go in there. Well, uh, Dreon looks at uh, Azriel 
think we know what we're doing here, right? Breaking these lanterns, killing what's ever in that mausoleum. I don't think we can break the lanterns, Dreon. I think we need to collect them, though. Take them no, back I... with us. You said we could break them, we just couldn't break the shards. Well, the shards are the important part. Well, the lanterns, he looks at the way around. You said they were doing the ritual, right? Or they were doing something. They were absorbing hate energy or something. Yeah, everything gets channeled into those crystals. Like I said, if you break the lantern, it just breaks the absorption. The crystal is still gonna be there. Yeah, I, you know, seems like we want to stop that from happening, too. Why not both? And you find uh, these crystals are very durable. And they're not very uh, safe to handle by blooded creatures like yourself. Brian looks at uh, Kozlo behind him. You are messing with one of these, right? Uh, oh, Kozlo, Kozlo is, is DC offline. Oh yeah, he's what? offline. I have not gotten a text from him. Kozlo? Kozlo? Kozlo, no! He's actually not in Discord. Erm. Should we uh, pause and try to figure that out? Yeah, let's pause real quick. Azrael doesn't have blood. Azrael <laughs> does not have blood. Discord died. Blood for the blood gun. Blood for the blood gun. Come back, the pepper heads. Oh, it's like super duper dead on him. I got a, I got a DM. Oh no. All right, we super lost Coslo. So unfortunately, I am going to give him uh I'll give him a couple minutes to see if he can try and reconnect to Discord. You guys want to grab uh, a quick drink? Otherwise, after a few minutes, since it is uh, relatively close to the session ending time, it would be a relatively safe place to end. But we'll give him a couple minutes and see if he can fi uh, fix it. Okay, bear back. Okay. Alright, real quick, uh, we will wrap up the session for today with the Ratkin uh, pointing to the north and saying that 
There is a dangerous experiment going on in there, and something that Duke Talus doesn't allow him to see. Did the rat tell us his name? He did not. And with that, I think... Oh, oh, oh I did see Kozlo rejoin. Hello. Kozlo? Kozlo, hello? Kozlo! My, my goblin friend? Hello? Hello? I, I hear you. I hear him. Yeah, I think I'm good. Oh, Pog. Very good. Until it suddenly dies again. I don't know what that was all about. Literally <laughs> couldn't connect like on two different PCs or on my phone. Like, hello, Discord? Did you pay your internet bill? <laughs> Apparently not. Jesus. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> let us continue for the last 15 minutes of our session for today. So uh, the rat can scratches his head and more fleas seem to hop off of him. So what's your uh, plan here? I'd say you've got about uh, three days or so until Duke Talus wants to come around here and uh, take a look at the lanterns, so I can probably blow smoke up his ass for about three days. Could you convince him to come back at a particular time? That mm. we could be here and ambush him? I could be convinced to do something like that, yeah. He does care a lot about these lanterns. If, you know, something happened to happen... While we were in between monitoring, and he didn't know we were collaborating, I think, I think we could do it. Well, that sounds lovely. Perhaps here at night in three days' time? He nods. Yeah. can tell him some some vampire was snooping about his little seeds or something. I don't know. Well, you know what's really going to piss him off? He points. Go light on fire whatever he's got cooking in that uh, death box. And you bet your ass he's going to come here. Maybe even faster than the three days. If we tell him, oh my god, your special magic box is on fire. Well, I, I think we want the few days to prepare. Mm. Oh, all right. All right. Yes. Drian, Drian, I'm sorry. Drian, this is your thing. Do we want. No, 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 no. When it comes to talking about fucked up shit, that's really your thing. So. Um... Oh, but now we're talking about strategy. Uh, strategy and. I mean, what he like looks at the were rat and kind of like puts a, a hand up over his mouth to kind of cover it up as he talks to them. What the wisp was the one that sent us here? Shouldn't we be asking what the wisp is looking for? Oh no, I meant it, do we want to ambush Duke Talus and when and how? Well, I don't. Getting ahead of ourselves, I think right now I'd like to investigate whatever is to the north. Any points? Yeah, well, yeah whatever that is, is gonna. Then. I wouldn't want to deal with whatever that is and Duke Talus at the same time, uh, TBH. 
Yeah, so we go find out what's in the box now, and we can always come back later and ambush Duke Talos. Yeah, and I can but tell him in, you know, two and a half days that his precious box is on fire, and then he'll come. Don't you want to know what's in the box? Well, no, I, I do. I just want to coordinate with our friends here before, you know, we go deal with whatever's in the box. And... We're coordinating, and Drion looks at the way right. You're coordinated, right? Uh, yeah. Listen, you want three days? Duke Talus here? I can make it happen. There, see, happens. Now we go look at box. But you gotta make, you gotta promise me, you, you, you're gonna permanently dead, not misting and going back to his house. Dead, dead. Uh, how do you actually do that? He scratches his head. Oh Jesus. Uh, well, the only way you can really put down a vampire is by, uh, you know, basking him in the, uh, light of the sun. Does it, does it have to be the light of the sun? Maybe like a moonlight? Uh, nope. Gots to be sunlight. Aha. Uh -huh. We may need more time than Dreon stops and he... Oh, I have it. I have oh, you, you can do that? Okay. Yes. I All right, well, the moonlight yeah. works fine. But yes. Okay, then, yeah, and he looks back at the way rat. Three days it is. The rat rubs his hands uh, nervously. Yeah. Just making sure you got your uh, shit together, you know. You guys can take on a vampire, right? Yeah, easily. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> does the wear on inside check <laughs> uh yes he does my rolling deception uh yep i don't know i think that's more persuasion you're trying to convince yourself as much as anybody <laughs> uh he's you no know, no he's lying to no. the rat so it's gonna be to deception. be fair to be fair dreon actually believes that they only lost because of the minotaurs like what is being asked is can they handle the vampires so dreon believes what he is saying uh, so like if Drian believes what he's saying, it's more like bravado than him lying. So I don't, I don't know if that's perception or persuasion. Uh, I will I allow you to persuasion. If if it's bravado, it's going to be performance. If it's lying, it's going to be deception. Okay, so like if it's he believes that he can do this, yeah, I would say it's more like convince. Like okay, so there's like a bravado and a convincing element, but I would say that like. For the purposes of, of this mechanic, I would say it's more convincing. And it would be persuasion. Does he get an advantage since Azrael's helping him? Uh, no, not after, not after rolling. Oh. The rat looks uneasy. But nods. Yeah, all right. Okay. Three days it is then, and for now we go and check the box. He takes a step back. Forgive me if I, uh, depart. I'm gonna have to make some arrangements with the rats and tell them to, uh, stop service in this area, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, and, and when you're when you're looking back there and he gestures behind them, you may see some dead rats and just want to apologize in advance for that. 
Mm. The ones uh, that tend to skitter around, uh, it's fine. We'll make many, many more. Ain't that right, boys? He slaps the swarm of rats on the back. This bad boy can hold so many diseases in it. What's the deal with that thing anyway? What, what are they doing? It's a rat king. Yeah. Oh, see? He knows. Yeah, it's a rat king. A rat king is a, a knot of rats all held together by the tail, all struggling to get free. Cause I'll give you five gold to pick it up by its tail and swing it around like a club. Oh yeah, I'll give you ten gold to do that. He, he picks up the swarm of rats by the tail. Listen, I got all the diseases in here. He points to one. Malaria, gonorrhea, chlamydia, crabs, Oh, I got a collection fleas. like that too. Uh, oh, this one? Uh, this one is the uh, Feronian fever? Oh yeah, that one's terrible. Okay, well, uh, maybe we just stay on task here and, and go north. Maybe. Uh, the, the swarm of rats uh, defecates and urinates on itself, dripping onto the floor. Ah, yeah, you filthy. Yeah, okay. Uh, if, if we could just team. It just points north. Alright. You sure you don't want the gonorrhea rat? I tried it before. Not impressed. Yeah, just ignores it. It's it's the long game. <sighs> Nobody. Hey, well, goodbye. I'm Azriel, by the way. Do you have a name? Oh, uh, yeah. They call me Crispin. Lovely to meet you, Crispin. I'm glad we didn't douse you in moonlight. Uh, yeah, that's terrifying. Just yeah, keep that to yourself in the future. Azriel. Well, goodbye. Uh, Drian rolled a uh, 20 investigation on the door. Mm -mm. Uh, the gates here are currently shut. And, oh, pff, as GM is very stupid, they are locked. Um, there is currently a large silvered chain around the door with a glinting silver padlock. I got this! Kazlo will... check around the, uh, the edges of the door for anything out of place that might look like a trap. Alright, make me an investigation check, please. Hmm. Kozlo, you're looking at the dilapidated gate and aside from that big silver chain you get briefly distracted as you ponder how much it's worth silver chain boy that's gotta actually fetch a pretty penny all right i'm gonna unlock this but we're keeping this chain i will attempt to Sleight of hand, unlock the padlock, or the. Was did you say it was a padlock or a? It is a padlock. Okay, I will attempt to unlock it. Asriel? Just for posterity, Azrael is putting vigilant blessing on themselves. Okay. 
Uh, Always and forever, unless otherwise specified on somebody else, but just clarifying. I slowly pull out my bagpipes. Counselor, you uh, take the lock in your hand and begin picking at it, and you feel a sharp prick in your palm. And as you turn the lock around, it appears that a needle has slid out the back of the lock and has pierced your, your hand. Kozla looks at it and goes, that seems bad. Make me a constitution saving throw. Jeez. You feel some strange adverse effect as your, your senses seem to open up briefly. Uh, and you smell the crisp night air, uh, the smell of snow on the mountain, the wet, earthy smell of the graveyard around you, and you hear the, the calling of the birds overhead. And then it seems to pass, without any sort of pain. You're not quite sure what happened there, but you're tough enough to resist it. You gotta try this shit, guys! He like, starts <laughs> waving the needle around, waving like, <laughs> at the others. Of oh, a needle impaled in your hand uh, is made out of silver, and you can take it if you wish. He definitely takes it. You acquire a silver needle. Shit, fuck, shoot up my Percocet. <laughs> uh, however, Kozlo, with a 23 sleight of hand, you unlock the padlock. And the chain slides to the ground. I'll definitely grab the chain as well. The whole assembly, just the whole thing. Yeah, anything that looks silver, I'm taking it. Driana, you know, creeps closer to the door, uh, hunching over as he tries to listen to the other side of it. All right, make me a perception check, please. Oh, the 14. New listen on the other side of the door. Aside from the wind whistling, you hear nothing on the other side. Drian looks back and shrugs. All right. Any any concerns about going in here? No. I have my bagpipes on ready. Azrael, as you open the door, you see a uh, <clears throat> a bird's crest laying in the. Um, laid in the stonework before this mausoleum. And, or mausoleum, excuse me, uh, in, in front of a couple steps, just before a massive stone door, you see another collection of lanterns. Some of them glow with uh, that noxious red light. A couple others with a almost billowing purple light. That is not as bright and ominous as the red. Does it seem like a different aspect or just not as far along? Uh, it seems like it's different aspected as it is uh, emanating an entirely different color spectrum. Uh, study that briefly. This purple shard. If what you remember is correct 
tends to be associated with fear most strongly. This particular hmm. color, most definitely some sort of fear. Uh, Azrael will actually step here and try to remove the lanterns and just sh like shove them all into a bag. You, been, you begin picking up the lanterns and they jingle as you uh, put them into your backpack. They're um, quite heavy. Deceptingly heavy. Do they still emanate or seem to emanate? Oh, they do. Yeah, they concealed? do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's the it's not the light cast off necessarily. Yeah. Uh, they will do the same here. Okay. You also take those lanterns. You acquire <clears throat> five red lanterns, two purple lanterns. Drown, a heavy stone door sits in front of you. Is there like a clear handle to open it, or is it just kind of a stone slab? Uh, it's a big stone slab. Drianna puts a hand on it and tries to just gently try moving it to the side. Uh, hold on, let me, let me lock it just in case anybody tries to open it on accident. Uh, it's extremely heavy. It is going to take... Uh, Either a very good roll on your own, or possibly multiple people to help you move this. Driana looks back. Yeah, in my experience, uh, doors like this, behind it is, is where you would keep the bad shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, just throwing it out there. Um, anyone want to help me move it? Not it. Coslo, do you have any devices that would help? On it! Uh, and Coslo summons a turret. Oh, okay. I'm... That's a form of help. Maybe, uh... like, crowbar? <laughs> I'm gonna pull out the force ballista cannon. Uh, <laughs> woo! Driana pulls out his crowbar and points it towards Azrael. Azrael needs leverage, so yeah. <laughs> Azrael addresses this Drian. Uh, <clears throat> Azlo, you summon your force ballista, and it unfolds, uh, and it is ready for use. Uh, what is Adrian and Azrael doing? Uh, Drian is going to try to force open the door with crowbar. All right, make me a athletics uh, check. Uh, Azrael will also cast guidance on Drian in addition to helping. Ooh, okay, make me a athletics check with advantage plus two. Uh, D four. Oh, sorry, D four. Sorry, bye bye. Yeah, big guy. It's all good. I averaged it. Guided. Plus, it would probably be 
a plus. Okay, yeah. well, you know, there we go. Or you crit. Um, what, what is with the crits in this campaign being on, like, just shit that doesn't matter? <laughs> God damn it. I think I've, like, crit an insight check, like, four yeah. times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but how many ones do we get on attack rolls? This game's rigged. <laughs> uh, Dran, you slam the end of the crowbar into the crack between the stone door uh, and its foundation. And with Azriel's blessed guidance, you find a weak point in the stone. And instead of the door uh, merely sliding open, you can pop this thing in half, if you wish. Ensuring it will never close again. Yeah, Drian's just gonna slide it open. He's not trying to make a big show of it. Alright. And with a grunt and a heave, you pull back on the crowbar. And the door begins to slide open slowly. Inside, the baleful glow of additional lanterns line the walls. There are many more here, and of different makes and types. There's also, I'm assuming, is that a crypt in the middle? In the center of the room, the very large, very heavy-looking stone crypt. Adriana looks at Azrael. Well, more uh, more shinies for you to collect, Azrael. Oh, okay. Azrael, step in and start collecting shinies. Um, so many shinies. Azrael, there are too many lanterns here to stuff into your backpack. I'm sorry, could you sing that? Too many lanterns, too many lanterns. There are too many lanterns to stuff in your bag. Ezreal will hand a full bag to Drian. Do you have any bags? Drian takes off his bag and hands it over to Azrael while like taking the bag from Azrael, but like keeping it at a distance as he kind of like <laughs> places it on the ground. 3.9 ratogens, not great, not terrible. All right, here's your here's the bag. Go, go get more. Um, Azrael will collect more lanterns. Uh, Azrael, make me a perception check. There is a scratching sound that you hear, and at first it reminds you of the scratching of rat paws on the stone. But you look around, and there are no rats in this room. And you realize the scratching sound is coming from the crypt. It is very faint and very high-pitched. Azrael is going to focus on getting at least, like, a section of this room clear of lanterns. So everybody else feels safe moving in. No idea if Azrael is in any way special. Um... But everybody seems to think they are, so. Uh, Ezreal, you don't seem to have the emotional effect that Coslo had. No sort of rage swells up in your undead bosom. However, Ezreal, something in the back of your mind begins itching. And it whispers to you 
Do you dream? Azrael looks around. You don't know where the voice came from. And no one else hears it. Alexi, did you hear that? No? Hmm. Uh, Azrael, what are you talking to yourself? Uh, no, I don't talk to myself. I'm just talking to Alexi. Alright, well, what what is Alexei supposed to hear? It's a voice in my head. Druid just kind of goes, ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, something scratching to get out in here. Yeah, I kind of figured that might be the case. Um, so here's the thing. I think you're actually the only one who can be in there without going... Uh, he looks back at Kozla. Whatever Kozla was. So. Oh, right, right. What the heck is that supposed to mean? You are kind will, of. Go ahead. Ezra will start shoving lanterns into this bag to clear out a section. Uh, your bag begins to uh, strain from all of the lanterns being clattered into it. Uh, you manage to gather all of them on this side. Um, there are three purple lanterns and five red lanterns. Sorry, which side was uh, cleared of lantern? Uh, sorry, it is the right side. I will uh, turn off the lights. Uh, Azrael will hand... Uh, ah! Oh god, no! I shut the door! Azrael will hand Dreon's bag back to Dreon. Um, maybe put those over to the side? Uh, yeah, and Dreon walks over with both bags and he kind of carries them off into another part of the uh, mausoleum. Okay, this area should be... I, I don't know. I don't really feel it, honestly. Drian, Brianna, uh, Drian you hear something in the back of your mind as you enter the room. Do you dream? Drian just blurts aloud to no one in particular. Yeah, a fine-ass Phyronian woman. <laughs> oh, did you hear it too? Yeah, creepy voice. Oh. I'm not used to other people hearing the voices. So, I'm gonna assume it's coming from whatever is in the crypt here. And so we kind of just have to ask ourselves as a team, uh, do we want to find out what is in the crypt and possibly be murdered again? Luke looks at Azrael. Or do we just want to leave it alone? I think the fire that we set to this place will take care of what's everyone on it. I got my cannon out and everything. Uh, everyone, make me a perception check, please. Wow, that's a, oh my god, those are some of the worst rolls I've ever seen. <laughs> Mine was actually shouldn't have been that high because I wasn't technically guided anymore. That, that is correct. Okay, Tugum with a four, Kozla with a twelve, Azrael and Drian. Are you all um the knocking of lanterns from Azrael's bag is abnormally loud as the metal rubs against each other. The bag is full to bursting. Um, but Kozlo, the sound coming from the 
crypt in the center, abruptly stops. And you see a single red glow begin to emanate from the center of the crypt. And a small... No. What you think is a light is actually a digit connected to a hand that it seems to be coming directly out of the crypt, phasing through the rock as if it didn't exist. Kozlo just points at it and goes, Ah! Triana pulls back his spear. Well, I guess we don't get to choose, do we? And what appears from the crypt rises as a red specter, lifting itself free from the stone entrapment that housed its fleshy body. And it appears as red, glowing with rage. And it looks at all of you. And it licks its lips. Feed me your dreams. Uh, and that is where we will stop today's session. I respect it. You know, guys just hungry. It's fun. Need some of those tasty, tasty dreams. <laughs> I mean, you know, capitalism regularly feeds on the, the dreams of the young. So this is fine. This is just <laughs> capitalist ghost. I respect that. Did you have fun today? Yeah, we, we made yeah. it a whole session with no one dying. That's new for us. It, <laughs> it is new. We uh, did almost kill Tugum at one point. Also true. Well, no, to be fair, I was, you know, making <laughs> sure that I was... I was just using, like, <laughs> one little, like, you know, claw attack, and Tugum would have probably had, like, seven to eight more chances to give the correct answer if he felt so inclined. Those seven eight chances were not going to work out in your favor. I can tell you that, or my favor, I guess I should say. Yeah, <laughs> you know, thankfully, thankfully, uh, the GM came in to be like, "Please don't kill my bard." But I was curious <laughs> if you would blink. Tugum <sighs> oh. has the unblinking eye. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's too strong. I, uh, I can't beat it. Um, they cool. call me the Pog Champ. <laughs> Are you Bobby's little pog champ? Um, cool. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Thank you guys for uh, coming back for another uh, commas. The start of next session, we are going to go directly into uh, the encounter with the nightmare elemental. Pog. Yeah. So come back next Monday. Cool. Night, night everyone. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for playing. See you. Have a good night. All right, and that's it for Arctis Commas today. Thank you, everybody, for joining. I greatly appreciate it. If you enjoyed the session, give us a follow. If you would like to watch the VODs, catch us up on YouTube, ArctisDD. Follow us on Twitter. We post when we go live. 
We also post cool clips from the show. Hope you guys enjoy following along with our story. Thank you for watching. Thank you everybody who's in chat. Thank you, honey, for the host. Thank you, Nukiyashi. 2020 site. Thanks for joining again. Nagorin, thanks for hopping in. First time chat. Thank you for joining. Zilnav, how you doing? Welcome to chat. Hope you're well. Tearstone. Thank you for watching. And Kali Shapisha. Thank you guys. We have a few first time chatters today. Thank you for watching. And don't forget to join us on Wednesday for Arctis Ascended. Thank you again for watching. I'll see you next time.